Your host Matt, how many ways can you say Ahrefs Jivanisi? And joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co-host of the Listen Money Matters podcast, Andrew Fiebert. Hey man, how's business? Guys, it's great. I'm already a cocktail in. Oh, the, the, su- the sun is set in New York, so yep. I'm, business is great. Uh, <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, just just a Cosmo. You know, just a co- just a Cosmo. Well, it was it was a larger one, so it warranted a larger <laughs> glass. Why but. do you? Uh, I, uh, all right. Why are you drinking? I mean, why, why drink- a Cosmo? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we tend to buy larger things. So it would be like a big thing of vodka, and then we'll be like, okay, what are all the drinks we can make with vodka? Or if we get like <laughs> gin or bourbon, and so we have like themed weeks until it runs out, okay, or days until it runs all out, right. depending <laughs> on how things are going. <laughs> all right. So you just buy a handle of vodka, and it's like whatever we can mix it with. We we plan a little all bit, right, but yeah, right, right. basically. Uh, so business is good, I guess. Mm, despite yeah, I'm the unhappy. despite drinking. Yeah. All right. It's good. Do, uh, do you want specifics? No, I I don't know if I do because I want to get to uh, our yeah. guests. So I, all right. Mm. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about marketing and how to do it differently, and we have a guest on our show. But before we get started, this episode is brought to you by. Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. All right. Tim, welcome to the show from Ahrefs. How are you? I'm great. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. Actually, you were talking so much about the booze, I was thinking that you will forget to introduce me at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, and we just start talking about marketing. Like, oh, yeah, Tim, Tim's here. How are you? Forgot. Um, How are things at Ahrefs? Uh, Things are doing fine, not with some roadblocks here and there, but things are generally fine. We're growing nicely. And for a company with just like 45 employees wrestling with the companies that have anywhere from 200 to 600 employees, we're doing amazingly fine, I would say. And you guys, do you guys have an actual office building where you all work or is it everyone remote? Uh, Here in Singapore, we have the larger part of our team. So we call it headquarters because we have like 20 people here, I think. I I just don't bother to count. Uh, And then we have uh, 
a little office in Ukraine where we have some part of our marketing and customer support and the rest of the team is uh, like scattered around the world we have uh, a guy in UK a guy in Canada a person in US etc 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 I just want to be clear because I think once and for all Andrew needs to hear directly from the source it's pronounced hrefs is that correct <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just say no. This, <laughs> Just tell him it's wrong. <laughs> uh, this is how our CEO and founder told us to pronounce it. Uh, so yes, this is correct. According like according a- to our founder, but I okay. th- I think that, that uh, the way you would spell it as a native English person would be a hrefs. Uh, yeah. But our founder prefers hrefs, and like generally, I prefer hrefs too because it's just easier to spell. Right. Mm. So you just drop the you just drop the a. Yeah. And just yeah yeah um so i read recently well okay a few things one i read your article recently on medium that was about how you approach marketing differently it was a and it went viral right that, uh, that one medium article. a little yeah yeah as much yeah the, the <laughs> viral is more than 20 people right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. um and i loved that article and i love the hrefs blog I think it's the one. It's probably the best SEO blog out there. Thank you. Uh, one one thing that most people I wouldn't even corner it into SEO blog. I think fair. it is an excellently <laughs> executed blog from someone who artisanally finds blogs to Fine. you know take inspiration from. Yeah, this thank it's you. Great job, and thank yeah. you for one upping my compliment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But one thing uh, most people probably haven't seen, and I don't know where this lives anymore, but you did a video course that was available within Ahrefs for a while. I devoured the whole thing in a single day. Whoa. And I think, and I've, you know, I haven't been able to point to it as a reference of like, this is how you make an online fucking course because (laughs) it's the, the production value behind it was very good. And surprise, like there was that, there was one shot where like you pull out the camera out of the screen and like you're, it was just cinema, cinematically for a, for a video course. I thought it was very well done. Guys, so many compliments. Thank you. Thank you. It's like, it's like my monthly dose of compliments happening here. So I can just go and rest for the rest of the month because like I'm done. That's That's all you need. All right. Now on to the bad side. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what the fuck with Ahrefs? Why? <laughs> what what let's talk about your let's talk about what you're doing there. When did you start at Ahrefs? Uh I started almost 4 years ago. Uh back when I was uh actually working from my home from my apartment in Ukraine. Uh, and I was mm-hmm. working on my personal blog, uh, which is called Blogger Jet, but it's not updated anymore, so don't go there. <laughs> uh, I was kickstarting my uh, WordPress plugins. I was building some of my online tools. Uh, I was writing uh, guest articles for quite a few marketing blogs. And this is how basically Dmitry noticed me, uh, Dmitry, the founder and CEO of Ahrefs, because he was looking for someone to take over marketing for Ahrefs, and he was simply researching within the uh, SEO marketing niche, like who's doing what, who are the kind of up-and-coming guys who are who would be available to for hire. 
and he basically reached out to me with just a simple email like we are, we are about to release uh, a tool called Content Explorer. Uh, I've seen some of your articles, they are good. Can you write an article kind of uh, that would talk about Content Explorer, its use cases, etc, etc. Uh, I said yes and right after writing that article for him, uh, I told him like, Dmitry, I think I can contribute more than just one article to HRFs. Like, yeah. are you are you interested in that? Uh, he said, yes, I am. And like, this is how it all started. But uh, later, he confessed to me that uh, the article was never his goal. It was just an excuse to kind of get in touch with me, try working with me and see uh. if I'll be kind of proactive uh, about like uh, doing more mar- marketing related stuff. So Dmitry is a super smart guy and he basically yeah. like bait and switch. Uh, he, he got <laughs> me in the company. And for, that's four, four years you've been working yeah, for HRS. Yeah. As CMO? Yes. Like, I was hired as, as a CMO uh, from day one. But when I, when I came to Singapore, I, I was the only marketing person in the team. So I, so I was, like, director of no one. I was, like, it, directing right. myself. Am I crazy to think that HRFs in, like, maybe in the past... 12 months to 18 months has surged like the the amount of times i've seen reference to it and maybe it's just my world because andrew kind of you know pointed me to it and and we knew about it for we knew about it for a long time but mm. recently it was i've been seeing hrefs like crazy like am i just subscribed to all the right things <laughs> or have you really been pushing like in the past like two years or so like i think it's both so uh, okay. i think uh, it 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 took you like a little bit of time to like notice some of our uh, some of our work and like there's mm-hmm. also like that cumulative value of work so as you do more work uh, the chance that uh, someone will get exposed to that work uh, gets uh, bigger uh, but overall we're growing at, at more or less the same pace it's about like 60% year over year growth uh, mm-hmm. and like as we grow uh bigger and bigger it gets harder to maintain the same pace because it's one thing to grow a company from like a million to a million and a half and it's like another thing to grow it like i don't know from 50 million to 75 million so right. yeah uh but but the the pace i think uh, for the for the past like for the past four years since i joined the company i think the pace of our growth was more or less the same same so it's just like cumulative value of of the stuff that we're doing right and you know one of the things that um you talk about in the article that i read on medium which we'll link to somehow (laughs) i guess uh is just this whole idea of doing things differently and maybe questioning sort of the status quo the, the 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 tips and tricks that we read over and over again you've been in this in this industry as long as we have you know i that's sort of the idea of Money Lab was just the like, th- is this bullshit? And what can we actually put to the test? And you're kind of you. I think one of the biggest reasons to have you on is like we share the exact same. I think fo- you, focus is like that that maybe this can be done differently, or maybe you know more more honestly, more organic, perhaps, and. Let, is, let me say it you, another way. <laughs> I just say okay, that uh, my my kind of premise is everything is bullshit unless proven okay. otherwise. Yes. So yeah, basically, I, I start from thinking that this doesn't work unless I kind of figure out that it works. 
Okay, let me write that down for the headline. <laughs> <of> the <movie. laughs> um, how is how do you, how are like what are well, some of I, those? I want to pause on that for a second. Yeah, because I feel like most of the stuff in the online marketing space is literal actual bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. People publish things. People that I have met in person mm-hmm. tell me things. And from <laughs> growing this business and knowing Matt, who's grown his business, that's like mine, and knowing other people who've grown similar businesses, this guy is either you know these these people who are telling me these things or writing these articles online are either the smartest people ever and i've just missed <laughs> all of it yeah. or they're just lying they're just flat out lying right and and i i feel like it sets terrible expectations for someone who might you know want to create a business like what matt has created or what i've created because they're like well i suck <laughs> yeah because they they're not meeting these like lies yeah um, how is Ahrefs sort of bucking trends? What are some of the things that you are thinking about and doing that you're like, this is not popular, <laughs> but you know, but we're doing it because it's look, the, 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 the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. So, uh, this is a great opportunity to call you out for your recent tweets because I saw your conversation, I think with Sean, uh, about lead nurturing sequences and that's it. Uh, yes. I'm literally publishing another Medium article about lead nurturing sequences where I'm going to say, like, I don't think they work. So, uh, but let's get back to the to the beginning of where uh, all this started with the chefs not really following the conventional wisdom or conventional advice or whatever. So I think I'm incredibly lucky that uh, my CEO, he's mm-hmm. not a marketer himself. He's a technical person. So his background is development, programming languages, servers, infrastructure, blah, 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 blah. He's like super technical person. Of course, like he knows like a little bit of marketing, like how to grow a business and such. Uh, Otherwise, he wouldn't grow a chef. Right. He wouldn't be in business. But it's not like where he puts like 80% of his time. So when I joined the chefs, he didn't like give me a checklist like, okay, team, we need to measure these metrics. We need to work on our convention funnel. Uh, we need to like run A-B tests, blah, blah, blah. And all that bullshit that they talk about on like uh, conferences, uh, SaaS conferences or whatever. Well, I'm, yeah. I, I don't really want to call out anyone directly, but you know, like there's, sure. there's a lot of things that, that are uh, considered required for running a company. The only yes. goal that he set for me, he said, Okay, team, how do we, like, we have this many customers right now. How do we, like, 3x that or 5x that? Uh, How do we, like, increase our annual recurring revenue? What can you do, like, from the marketing side to do that? And I was like, okay, so I don't have traffic goal. I don't have leads goal. I only have paying customers goal and they have Mm -hmm. annual recurring revenue goal. So, because, again, even with customers, you can, like... uh, create i don't know nine dollar plan and you'll get thousands and thousands of customers but arr would be low so i had only two metrics that we were watching it's number of customers and arr which means that customers should be buying like higher plans they should be upgrading etc etc and this is where like uh and then on top of that premise we were building our marketing so it's not about the marketing tactics that i had to execute because like uh, my ceo said so uh it was about like specific goals that we had uh and actually we did try like to do some conventional stuff so we tried uh setting up cohorts 
So for anyone that doesn't know, this is where you like uh, collect a number of people who signed up for your software, for example, within seven days, and you track them as one group. You track their behavior for the next, I don't know, month or whatever you want to do. And you track what kind of actions they take. You track if they stick with you, if they bounce. Uh, those like common conversion activities, those things yeah. that kind of people should do, which would kind of guarantee that they would stick with your software. So we, yeah. we have configured all that stuff <laughs> i won't call it shit uh yeah and uh, we started tracking and we're starting to we started to try get any insights from it uh, because you know when you go to conferences they will say you oh there's like a case study of twitter who figured out that if you follow 10 people you, like you're magically glued to the service and you will stay blah right. blah blah but somehow I don't hear many other case studies like Twitter. So give me 10 right. more. Give me 20 more case studies of companies who did that. I don't see that. So again, we, we did try. So it's not that I'm talking about strategies that don't work because I never tried and they don't believe in it. We tried. So, and right. we, so what we discovered is that after setting up those like cohorts and such and trying to track that, we couldn't really distill any like actionable takeaways from what was happening. And because like of the fast pace of development, we were changing the button here. We were adding the feature there. We were launching a marketing campaign here. Sure. A lot yeah. of stuff was influencing every single cohort, so it, it was really hard to attribute like anything, any change to like any of the stuff that was happening, because otherwise we would have to like hold off everything, because okay, on right. this cohort will only like uh, track the impact of this thing, and this is not how the business works. Uh, another interesting thing is that we also tried to set up our conversion funnel. This is when. Uh, number of people that comes to a website, then the number of people who clicks on the registration uh, button, then the number of people who fill out the registration form, then the number of people who confirm their email, then the number of people who eventually sign up, and the number of people who stay as customers. So we tried to to set up that conversion funnel, and what we did there there's a software I think it's called Segment, uh, where you can feed your kind of data points, and then from Segment it connects to all the popular analytics softwares. So we actually used I think three four we used kissmetrics we used Wupra, uh and we used mixpanel so for sure i remember that we set up three different analytic systems and all of them were fitted by segments so it's not that we were setting up each of them differently we wanted to to feed same data to all those three analytic systems and what we figured is that the kind of the conversion percentages like from uh from visitor to click from click to sign up etc etc they were different by like uh, two to three percent between those three analytic systems. And if your conversion numbers are already different by two to three percent, depending on which software you, you use to track it, what's the point of like working to improve your conversion to two to three percent if this is like uh, a discrepancy, basically? So right. we just I mean, wiped I mean, it I'm out yeah. and, and never got to it again. I mean, unless you just use one software and just went, okay, that's the number, even if it's wrong. Uh, and then you're just trying to increase that number. Kind of, but still, we're not doing this, and we'll, we're still growing, like, uh, quite fast. And our that's, competitors are afraid of us, so <laughs> think, yeah. think twice before yeah. you look, kind of uh, get yourself into all that stuff, because it takes time to set it up correctly, and what's oh, more yeah, important... Fuck, yeah. 
as soon as you make changes like to your button to your home page etc etc you may forget that you have those codes codes there and it will all get messed up and like all the weeks that you were tracking it uh the data will get messed up so you have to have a dedicated person who will who will like watch uh, uh all all these setups and like report data and etc etc et right. and, and do you want to hire that person do you want to pay them and do you want that person to have a vote in like product development and marketing based on the numbers that they have there so like it comes with so many troubles and uh, uh here at hs we have a hard cap of 50 people our ceo said that he doesn't want to grow the company beyond 50 people so we have to be like as lean and as efficient as possible and that means like uh letting go everything that we that we think is not like crucial for the business wow you had something to say andrew yeah so you know you're, you're not tracking the the funnel no and so it kind of like leaves everything in flux in, in the sense that like is the home page and the sign up process the magic bullet do you believe is it the blog and the content i mean and obviously the product is awesome but like what do you then attribute the success to and I, and obviously it's many things but i kind of want to hear where you feel the focus is or where your mind gets pulled towards yeah so i believe it's two things uh first of all it's definitely the product because if the product doesn't work like no marketing can save you there's there's a great quote i don't remember how it sounds uh exactly uh something like you can fool uh some people uh for a long time uh, but you cannot fool a lot of people for a long time so it's like if if you want to fool people you can only fool like uh just just a little bit of them but if you want to scale you should you sh you, you cannot use all those tricks because eventually everyone will figure figure out so yeah i think product is the the uh the core like if if it does work if it gives value to people if they are ready to invest their money pay their money to get what your product does for them uh, this is the uh, this is the best driver of growth but then uh the second thing that helps us tremendously is educating people to use their product uh there's another quote i don't remember who said it but you can find it in pretty much uh, any of those books about like writing sales letters etc uh, and the quote goes something like uh, this the first time when people use your product is in their heads so it's not like you don't you don't uh, like if you want to buy a vacuum cleaner you kind of understand how are you going to use it and when you see ads they kind of show you how how well uh it sucks the dust from your carpet or whatever so you can right. envision yourself you can see your dirty carpet and you can envision yourself using uh your vacuum cleaner so in our case our content strategy is fully uh based on the uh on the strategy of showing the use cases of our product so if you open any article at hrefs blog you'll see that whatever we talk about if we talk about uh, seo titles if we talk about seo audits if we talk about link building we will show you how to use hrefs for crafting seo titles for link building right. for seo audits so people as they get exposed to our content even with my medium articles i do plug some like uh it's it's not as specific as on our own blog but i do plug that hrefs is an seo tool it will help you to grow traffic etc 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 but yeah 
our goal is to show people use cases. So I don't believe like, uh, again, in the SaaS marketing space, there's uh, this, I, th- I call it misconception of the aha moment. This is when people mm-hmm. sign up for your software. They like, I don't know, browse around, click around, and then they figure something out, some magical thing that clicks in their head and bam, they're, they're customers for li- customer for life. So I don't believe that aha moment happens after people sign up to your software. I think that aha moment happens before people sign up for your mm. software. So they may go to the conference and they might hear a speaker like talking about something uh, and then they showcase, okay, so here's how you do it in a tool called HFs. You can do this and this and this. And this is when it clicks in their head. They understand, okay, right. so if I want to do this, there's actually a software for that. So in yeah, our... I can- yeah, yeah, I can use a software to do that. And in our case, uh, we don't even have like free version of our software. We have a trial, which is a paid trial. We charge $7 for our trial and people still buy it. And think about it. You will not like pay $7 uh, to use something that you don't know like how it works. Just just to try it. You should already have some use case in mind. You should already have some goal that you uh, are about to achieve. Uh, before you before you pay those seven dollars so this is how our marketing works we try to uh, have people imagine we try to explain people what they are about to get before they sign up do you have any input personally on the product uh yeah of course like uh when i joined the company it was just uh 15 or 17 people uh we tried to count recently but found it hard to track uh, when when (laughs) each one joined uh yeah but back then like i think in the first two years the the only two sources of product development uh were myself and dmitri our founder Mm. so our founder because he's like super technical he plays with all the data with the databases with servers he knows this stuff that the development team can do just based on his knowledge of technology because i i cannot just i cannot even realize the thing the the things they can do that's why i cannot offer these things as features but i was acting as kind of bridge between the seo community and our product team so i was figuring out what the the people in the seo space in the marketing space were doing and based on what i know about hfs based on what i know about how we develop things and how uh, things that hfs work i was suggesting features like okay uh, i was coming up to and saying, uh, I see that people are doing this. I think that this would be a great feature. Do you think we can build it? And oftentimes, Dmitry would actually offer something on top of it because he understands how like data is processed, how data is stored, and blah 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 blah. So yeah, yeah uh, in the first two years, two years, I had like a huge. Uh, influence on product development but now as we've grown to 45 people we've hired quite a few more bright people for example our designers they don't they don't just act as people who will draw whatever you tell them they actually give input on like what can be improved in the product what can be made better they actually read also like SEO articles they read uh, reddit they read like SEO forums and they also try to contribute to creating a great product so now i cannot say that i have like as much influence as i had before but that's because like the company have grown and we have so many tools and if i would only like contribute to product development i wouldn't be probably talking with you right now because i would be deep, deep in the product yeah. yeah, but yeah, so I, I we believe that marketing department should absolutely have a huge influence on the product because we are the people who know the market. Sure. Marketing is about the market, and 
a nice story that I like to tell. I think everyone knows this story when uh, Coca-Cola did uh, blind tests to test themselves against Pepsi and they figured out that people prefer Pepsi because it's sweeter, it's tastier. So they decided to launch uh, a new Coke which would be even tastier than Pepsi and that was like uh, a huge downside for them because people actually preferred the nostalgia effect of the old Coke. Uh, So this is considered kind of a failed experiment but what a lot of people don't realize is that this is marketing so they tried to study the market they tried to study what people want and they tried to create its marketing marketing tried to create a product for the market so marketing was influencing the actual product and marketing made them change the actual product yeah it failed this time because they didn't consider that people like the taste of the old cola but still if you look at their like product lineup now they have like sweeter cola they have no sugar cola they have vanilla cola it's all marketing changing your product is actually marketing right that's that's interesting because that is like I'm assuming that you like not only just read what was going on in the SEO world, did you talk to actual users and like watch them use the software and ha- like and you know screw it up or go like did you didn't you know you could do that and they're like oh no I didn't know that like, yeah, yeah how of much course. like yeah in my yeah. first year since I joined the chefs I basically didn't really know what to do because I when I joined the chefs I wasn't like. Uh, chief marketing officer with like five years of experience and running teams joining uh, another company like with all those press releases like uh, and all that stuff i i literally it was my first position as chief marketing officer and they didn't uh, ever worked with the SaaS company and they wasn't even that good and they still isn't that good with seo so i had to learn of course and they talked to a lot of customers i had skype calls with customers i walked them through software i tried to see it with their eyes i tried to understand what they cannot understand and they literally had conversations when i was showing people like okay here's your keyword uh here's the search volume of that keyword this is how how many times people search for it in google per month this is a this is the position of your of your page in google for that keyword and like uh, the lady was asking me what do you mean position in google I was like, well, you have a page and you have a keyword. And when you enter that keyword, your page will go, like come up in a certain position in Google. And she was like, what do you mean? And I literally had to open Google. I had to search for the keyword and I had to count with her. Like, this is the first <laughs> position. This is the second. This is the third. And like, this was, this was one of those, like, I don't know, epiphany moments when I realized that there cannot be like enough education. You should explain everything because like, every person they are at a different stage of understanding like what your software does and even yeah. if they have zero knowledge they still might have a need they still might have a problem of like doing what your software does but they they just need much more education than some other person who who is already good at it hmm. so you are not the only tool in the space doing what you do. Yeah. We, we will Ahrefs leave those meaning names. Ahrefs no, not, no, no, no. You, know. you, you can find right. them if you want. Uh, well, like there's SEM Rush, and, and I was yeah. before I found you guys. I was a customer of them, and uh, I would say for people, you know, building businesses that are SaaS businesses like Ahrefs or just in general creating a website, you're mm-hmm. not the only one. Other ones exist. How much time do you spend? Uh, 
explaining your difference? Do you avoid that conversation at all costs? How do you concern yourself with positioning? Or, or I don't know. This is a great question. Uh, and again, I was incredibly lucky from the start because of the amazing technology that I had uh, behind my back. So mm -hmm. when, I, when I joined the chefs, Dmitry already had a stellar product from the development perspective. And uh, like HFs initially started as a, as a tool for backlinks. So we were known for our backlink data. And it, yeah. I didn't even have to like have those conversations with people to explain them what make HFs better. All I had to do is just tell them, okay, plug your website into HFs, plug it into Majestic, Moz, SEMrush, like blah, blah, blah. There are quite a few smaller tools. And simply compare the backlink data, compare how much backlink data we find, uh, compare how actual is this backlink data. So try to click all those links and verify that they are there because other backlink tools, they might even at some cases show more backlinks. But once you start to double check, those backlinks are no longer live. So yeah, simply mm -hmm. I, was, I was telling people to compare data and our product was superior uh, from the start. So it was easy for me to explain and I think people felt it. So people actually, our customers were persuading their friends because of how easy it was to persuade them. And then I was like, I think uh, a lot of uh, a lot of what I did uh, for marketing HREFs was pure luck uh, because I think within a year of me joining HREFs, some guys that own a network of websites or, or they have a CDN, I don't even remember. But the, the thing is they have access to, I think, 100,000 websites and they studied the activity of different search bots of Google, Bing, Yahoo, uh, Hrefs and every, every bot that was crawling the network of their sites. They studied the activity and they created like a table to see which bots were the most active. And Hrefs was the second most active bot after Google. So we were crawling like with activity, which was only like wow. second after Google, we were crawling better than Bing, Yahoo, Yandex and anything. So once I saw this study, I knew that it would be the core of my marketing strategy. And I was basically <laughs> saying everywhere that Hrefs has the second best crawler after Google. And it's not our study. So it's not something kind of that can be potentially yeah, it's biased. Party. It's like third yeah. party. It's, it's a huge validation. So again, like, and all I had to do, I had to uh, tell that to our existing customers because whenever people buy something, they had to they have to further validate uh, their decision, their, their purchase, purchase and yeah. they they try to persuade themselves they, that they did a good thing. So if you can help them uh, to validate this, it is good. So for, I I think I in some marketing book I've read that those ads for uh, automobiles for Mercedes uh, for BMW that you that you see in magazines or like those beautiful TV ads. Not only they try to lure people into buying those uh, those cars, they also help people who own these cars feel better about themselves and go tell everyone, <laughs> yeah, so I'm driving BMW, yeah. Same with us, like like when, when people sign up for HFs, we try to give them more information that they have made the right choice because then they will go and talk to other people and persuade them, you shouldn't use SMRush, you shouldn't use Moz, you, you should use HFs and I have arguments for you. I know that HFs is the second best crawler after Google. So yeah, uh, these are the things we are kind of using in our marketing. We give people kind of the tools to persuade themselves that they made the right decision and persuade others that they made the wrong decision yeah you're creating an army of ambassadors yeah. just by yeah that's 
Well, I'm I'm curious about what other strategies besides because like obviously the blog is is that the, the the core of the strategy is like that the educational blog piece. I think it is. I think it is. Okay. And and on top of that, um, you know, because we I do want to talk about the tweet stuff because that <laughs> I got yes. a lot of shit for that. Yeah. Um, and I've and I'm kind of and I we we do have to mention it, but like. You, there, you do have an email list. You do allow yeah. people to sign up for the, you know, and obviously people who are not a part of Ahrefs get access to that or can have access to that. Uh, is there anything else besides like, yeah, some social, like social media? Do, I think you're only on Twitter, right? You're not on like Instagram and shit, right? Uh, like I'm personally, I'm on Instagram and we created yeah. an Instagram account for the company, but I don't feel that it's uh, it has any business value at all. Or, or yeah. even it might have business value, but we don't put any efforts there. All right, so I I agree, and then um, so really, it's just like for social media, it's just Twitter. Yeah, Mostly, that's where your audience yeah. is. Yeah, right. I mean, that's where the SEO people well, are. And well, then, we also have Facebook group, so I think we're, okay. we're using Facebook as well. And that's just, but that's is that only for people who are yes, um, who are customers. So yeah, it's, it's just reinforcing that brand which you mentioned earlier. Yeah, and, and so it, like it, again, it helps people to validate that they they made the right decision because they see that our Facebook group is like uh, super active. People are very pro HFs. People are very helpful. So we actually listed our Facebook group on our homepage as one of the kind of additional perks that you get by signing up for HFs. Got it. So on top of that, is there anything I'm missing? Because like, if the blog is the the center of the the wheel, there is there any spoke that I'm missing that draws people to that, or is it like, is that just like the hub and and you do that Twitter and email list, and then people kind of spread it on their own? Okay, let me start say, saying this. I won't pretend that I am a person who has everything figured and I know Same, how everything right. works. I like. If you ask me, like, Tim, honestly, do you know how, like, your marketing works? I will say no, I have no idea. We just try to be reasonable and we just try it. Like, I I understand, like, those little bits that I've already explained you. I understand that we need education. I understand that we need to give tools to our customers to persuade themselves and everyone else that they made the right decision. Makes sense. I, 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 like... I, I don't think I have a clear picture of like HF's marketing and how it works and what contributes there. But yeah, I do think that uh, our marketing is based on the product uh, and on education. And education, it, uh, uh, it includes two things. So the first thing in education is uh, having people find you. Because whenever someone will search for SEO, SEO problem, SEO issue, SEO related question, they should be able to find our blog. Because within our articles, we will pitch them HFs, we will show them in their minds how to use it, and they will end yes. up signing up. But then we figured out that Google is not the only place where people would search for answers, and so we started growing our YouTube channel. So right now, our YouTube channel is also a good source of customers because people also search for different problems on YouTube. They consume the the content on YouTube, and then they go and like do whatever that content persuaded them to do. But still, I feel that uh, it's part of the same strategy. It's just different medium. Speaking of medium, I'm also like doing those medium articles because yeah, I feel yeah. this is another way to reach audiences. I'm just thinking like, who are my audience? Where do they hang out and how I can reach yeah. them? So I figured that there's a huge number of people who are interested in growing their business, who are interested in growing their software as a service, etc., etc., And they might not necessarily be sold on SEO. 
I know a lot of people are building businesses while while not really believing SEO, and they think this is actually stupid because I think mm-hmm. Hrefs is built entirely on SEO. Uh, sure. So yeah, but anyway, uh, and I understand that a lot of these people are on Medium. Medium has an amazing audience of like super smart people. Some of them yeah. are writing articles, some of them are just consuming. So I figured that I need to be in, on Medium as well. And this is why I started to, to write those articles. And I already, again, we're not tracking this. I don't believe in tracking like direct visits from Medium or whatever. But once I started writing articles for Medium, I literally get uh, LinkedIn invitations in LinkedIn where people Actually, in their invitation, they write, "I wrote, I, I read your article. It is amazing. I it ended up, I ended up reading a chef's blog, and I, I eventually signed up, and I'm your customer right now." So, once like one person will will tell tell it to you, you think, "Okay, this is just like luck or coincidence." But then sure. two people will say it to you, three, four, five, and you understand that you're onto something, and you understand that it works. So yeah, right. uh, generally, I'm trying to figure out like how can I reach people and the podcast that I'm doing like I'm now speaking to you guys and I'm talking about HFs and about like SEO because I want to reach more people and I want like those people might not otherwise search for SEO they might not otherwise read medium articles but they're listening to podcasts so I have to be on podcast and I'm also thinking to launch my own YouTube channel uh, to cover even more kind of related searches so yeah I want to be everywhere where our target audience is hanging out that's, and you, that's the you, strategy are you thinking about a podcast? Uh, not really you got, the, you got the setup for it <laughs> well I think podcast is like a lot of work uh, and uh, I think Podcasts are at the same time a little less personal than videos. Yeah. So, like, if I don't, I I would I would love to do both, but yeah. since right now I understand that I have time to only do one thing, and I'm choosing to You're do gonna... videos because I can like uh, other than my voice because like my English uh, is not perfect. I'm not a native speaker, so like I sometimes struggle to pick words and podcasting would be harder for me because with v- podcasts should be quite longer uh, and sure. video can be shorter. It could be anywhere like for from five minutes to 15 minutes and you can script it. Uh, so yeah. it, it would be just easier for me. And then I can uh, add to the lack of uh, being able to explain something with words. I can probably add my emotions. I can probably add my jokes. Uh, some visuals. Well, you saw my course. You 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 yeah. you you saw how I'm trying to kind of add to to the lack of being able to kind of explain something with words. I explain it with visual jokes and etc. Yeah, I mean like and uh, yeah, like Matt, you have a very strong beard game <laughs> <laughs> that will help on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> the um, let's t- let's talk about the email thing. Yeah, uh, because you had and I don't remember the tweet specifically, but you were like kind of questioning this whole idea of a drip sequence. Yes, yes. And I, I was like, wow, it was the first time I've ever heard anyone come out in like in like against it in a way. Yeah. And I've I've obviously been like thinking about setting one up um, for some university and I'm literally doing it. But I, because of your tweet and the back and forth that had happened that like this barrage, like literally you said that I think one other guy agreed with you. That was like, <laughs> I also knew in Twitter and then everyone else was like, 
because I had wrote it like separately and retweeted, and everyone was like, "No fucking way! That's not how you know. It's that's not how it's done." And blah yeah. blah. And I'm like, "But wh- where's the where's the proof? Like, I know that there's people. One of the one of the biggest things that I've kind of hated so much about marketing mm-hmm. online is this idea of opening and closing products." Like our products only open for the next 12 <laughs> days. Like you better hurry. It's going to close. And it's like, but you don't have to close it. You can keep it open forever. It's the fucking internet. Like you can come and buy it whenever you want to. And so like this idea of a drip sequence being like, well, we're going to give you a little taste and then a little another taste the next day. And it's like <laughs> as a marketer, and I was been complaining about this for weeks, but as a marketer, like. I want that shit right now. If you're going to send me an email that's going to teach me something, teach it to me today because otherwise, like, I'm not, I don't need caressing. You know, I'm going to go out there and do my own research, but I am a marketer, right? And, and specifically the audience that you're dealing with, with Ahrefs, they're also marketers. So they kind of know. So I would never do a drip sequence for the people at Money Lab in that traditional way of like, in lesson number one, I'm going to teach you blank. I'm, I may do it in another more interesting way and, and, and something that utilizes the idea of an autoresponder, but not necessarily in that, you know, every day a new lesson. How are you using an email with Ahrefs and wh- what has been your experience with that? Like what, what prompted that tweet is what I guess I'm getting at. There's there's a lot that I can say about emails. Oh, where do, where do I even start? So mm. let's start from uh, saying that whenever you have an email list, it's not about the size of your email list as much as, as it's about how many people will actually open your emails. Open, right. And like everyone knows that the open rates are pathetic. Like they're like absolutely pathetic. And even if people will open your email, it is still hard because like they will first skim through it. They will they will probably read the first sentence, something in the middle, and if nothing catches the eye, they will close it. So even opens, it doesn't mean reads. So let's start. Let's just start from saying that whenever you uh, onboard people onto your email list, you can say that like uh, what email marketers usually say is that like. 100% people come to your website, only like uh, 1% converts, and you're losing on 99% of all other visitors. You have to convert them to your email list. Well, guess what? You're still losing like 80% of your people on the email list because they won't get your emails open or it. open the emails. So it's still not as effective as it sounds. One other thing is that I just explained how uh, SEO and content marketing works for HFs. Whenever someone has an issue with SEO, which is something that our tool solves, they will go Mm -hmm. to Google, they will find our article, and they will start reading our article. And within that, we actually use an article as kind of a persuasion landing page or like sales page or whatever, call it as you wish. But we actually show them how to solve their problem with our tools. And the goal of each article that we have is to convert people into a customer. So tell me, why would I like show a pop-up about that article when a person came to me with a specific problem and I have an amazing solution for them? Why would I distract them with that solution? Why would I prioritize having them on my email list over helping them with the issue they they actually want mm. to read my content they have an issue they found me on google they click they all they are already invested 
why would I like go and like and uh, put them on my email list when I can solve their problem right now and convert them into a customer right now? I don't understand it. I I think I have an answer. Yeah. To that to that because yeah. as you said that I'm like oh, one I agree 100. Yeah. The beauty of Ahrefs and the beauty of like any SaaS product is the blog itself, the, the educational side of it is a bonus. It's you can't you're not blocking people from using the tool, right? With a with most of these people who do drip sequences, I believe they're selling information that you're currently reading. Right. So yes. like you're reading an article, I, I, people come on my website, they're reading about how to get rid of pool algae. And I'm like, yeah, but I have more information for you behind the paywall. So like, I want to stop you right now because if you're already enjoying this, you know, I got more, you know, but with Ahrefs, it's like, it's an addition to that. And you're right. You don't want them. If, if the actual reading of it is selling the tool, you're not blocking them from using the tool. In fact, the more they read, the more like, and, and the, but the, and then the other argument to that, which, so I guess there's a difference between, you know, a SaaS product where you use the blog as an educational material, because a lot of blogs are not doing that. They're doing a SaaS blog specifically. They're doing, well, founder stories, right? It's like, <laughs> they're doing this idea of like, let's tell stories about how other people started their company. And it's like, no, tell, tell the story of how they're using your software yeah. to, to grow their company. Right. And that should all, all that should ever be. But like on, yeah, I guess on top of that, it's like when they sign up for those emails, you are sending them something, right? So what are you sending them? And do you know if, you know, cause like what if somebody reads one Ahrefs blog post and then they're like, cool. And then they, I don't know, somehow never come back, right? They That's are not our customer. They, they are not our customer. I will wait. I will literally wait for them to have another SEO issue, do another search, search in Google, find another article, and they, wait a second, That's the second time I can solve my SEO issue with Ahrefs. I'm going to like just try all them natural too. Yeah. Like they did it. You, they did it. And it's completely I, organic. I absolutely agree with you that email sequences work crazy well for info products but there's one little thing about them so successful info product people they position their knowledge as something you cannot find anywhere else which is not true so people are craving to get those emails and people are ready to consume all those and those info product people they need those email sequences because they they don't want you to read like for three hours in one in one go because there's so much like psychological triggers that they have to solve to successfully sell sell you it's all like psychology it's like it's it's literally science of how mm -hmm. how to persuade people to do something and because their product is actually usually not unique so everything that i have in my course you can read it from different blogs you can collect it all yourself my course just makes it structured uh but you have to my course now now costs like uh, 799 like you have to justify paying 800 dollars for a course and like it's really hard to do i have to persuade you to do that and for that i need to like consistently 
persuade you and persuade you. I need to use the, these triggers and I need to use these triggers. And this is why they have those email nurturing sequences. And they also try to position their courses something like super unique, something people won't get anywhere. So people stick to those email sequences. In our case, if we will start an email sequence that will teach people, for example, SEO, and we'll say, okay, so this is a lesson about link building, and you have to wait two more days and we'll send you a great lesson right. about keyword research. People will say, what the hell? I don't want to wait two days to like read about keyword research. I will go to Same. Google and Google keyword research. So email sequences <laughs> only work when you offer something that they cannot get elsewhere. So, uh, and this is why those guys like, I don't know, Ty Lopez or whatever are kind Ugh. of so rich because they kind of bullshit their way into persuading you that they ha they know something that no one else knows. And this is why people are craving for the emails. People are craving for those like uh, the famous... Uh, three uh, three video launch sequence by Jeff Walker or something Jeff like this. Walker, yeah, yeah, it's it's all science. Like if you if you actually study works of Jeff Walker and what he explains, how he how he uses persuasion to get you to buy the course, it's all there. So in our case, we we are not pretending to sell something like in in terms of information. We don't uh, pretend to sell something which is unique. So we rather give all information we have for you now. If you have like three hours of your time, go browse our blog and our YouTube channel for three hours. Why we why would we hide anything from hide anything from you? Because if we start hiding it and if we start like pitching, okay, in the next lesson we'll tell you this, tell you that, people will just Google and there's a chance that they will Google that information from our competitors and they will right. sign up for competitors. So if you're yeah. in a position where you try to sell like your unique method then yes email sequences will work for you if you're yeah. like if you're educating people on stuff i don't know programming photography there are tons of blogs about programming photography you cannot really pretend that you're like a guru of programming and you know like programming tricks that no one else knows or you know like photography tricks like everyone else knows those are usually like a uh, little more into scammy side where where the uh, nurturing sequences work really well right so, so you have like literally put into words like this core feeling in my body <laughs> uh, on info products, and I, I deeply appreciate it. Um, but, but I have I have a question for you because I resonate with what you're saying, and I, and I believe that you believe what you're saying. Um, I've been a paying Ahrefs customer for a while. I love the tool, like sing it from the rooftops <laughs> type deal. Yeah, ambassador. Um, but you know, I'm I'm busy or not organized enough. I didn't get to take your online course. Why would you hide that or paywall that? Where you could literally put all those courses out. I mean, from hearing from Matt, it sounds like it's awesome mm -hmm. and essentially lends, you know, to using Ahrefs as the solution. Because you could educate yourself till the end of time, but you eventually need to take action. So, so why not make that free? Because you will never find time to watch it. So that's that's my concern. If if you f first of all, whenever you release something for free, people don't value it. So when I launched my course, it was free, but I actually spent much more time on a free course on something that I was giving out for free than people spent on their paid course. So here's the thing with paid course you used all that persuasion you used all the persuasion to get people invested you made them pay money and they now know that they are they are invested they have paid money so they have to sit through those freaking videos 
like yeah. no matter what and those videos they can be like total bullshit uh, but still they will see through them because they paid for them uh, and what the trick i saw some info product people do like those scammy type people because there are quite a few legit courses but what scammers do is they charge like i don't know eight thousand dollars for the course and once you log in there they have like 47 hours of content how can you sit through 47 so people never end up completing those courses and it's like the content is super boring but those people they struggle to get a refund yeah. because they say you didn't watch the course you didn't apply it like what kind of uh, arguments do you have so the reason why my core first of all i had to make it super awesome so that people would watch it for free because they have no investment at all nothing stops them from stopping to watch it at any time uh but at the same time you're right the course is a great funnel into hfs because it explains how to use hfs to get results it shows the actual use cases etc 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 so i i figured out the the balance between having a paid course where people would pay to watch it and having a free course that people will never start watching because they just don't value it enough is to have it paid and open it once a year for 30 days so this year around probably uh end of spring maybe or start of autumn i will open the course again for 30 days for free so everyone will see okay so hfs they have 800 dollar course but I can watch it for free within a period of 30 days. So In the software? Uh, no, they, they can just si sign oh, up. Oh, just like, anybody. Yeah, anybody can watch it for 30 days. So anyone. Uh, because yeah. when I initially wa launched the course for free, I also said that it's going to be paid. It, it, it will be open for free just for 30 days. Uh, yeah. And uh, 15,000 people started watching it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That, that, that is not something you get with a free course because there are a lot of free courses, ebooks, videos, like the whole YouTube, like there are tons of information about marketing. How do you get 15,000 people to watch your course? And over 3,000 people watch the entire course and that's four hours of content. So I think for a free course where people have zero investment to, I think uh, I saw stats on Coursera or or Skillshare or something like this, and they have a uh, smaller completion rate. So uh, actually quite a few people gave me a pat on the back on the completion rate of my course uh, that it was yeah. quite cool. So yeah, my goal is to simply once a year, I'm going to open the, the course for 30 days for free with a bang, and I'll try to get as many people into it as possible. And they know that these people will be invested to watch it because they know that the course has a price tag on it and they know that the course will not be available for 30 days. So they better make right. the time to watch it. And one final thing is that I got so fed up with those like 999, like 97 uh, prices that yeah, I literally yeah, yeah. after I close my course again, I will price it at 1001. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, I I gotta ask this selfish question now. Yeah, I think it's all been selfish, but uh, <laughs> which, which without you knowing. Um, so Andrew and I are launching a product. It will be a SaaS product. It will be a monthly recurring you know thing. Um, if you, I mean, like without really knowing what the product is, perhaps you do. Uh, like, what would you tell any new SaaS company? Who's, who's going to launch a product. I mean, we're probably going to launch in the next week or two. Like, how would you tell us to, like, market and scale that uh, without driving ourselves insane? Because, you know, as a mar I am a marketer, but, like, I'm like you where it's like, I'm not, I don't want to measure shit. 
I don't want to <laughs> overdo and create all these different like funnel sequences and have to manage all of that. Like what's like, yeah. So you get the question. Yeah. So I would definitely advise to start SEO as soon as possible. And I'm not talking because like a lot of people are afraid of uh, the word SEO because they think it's all technical. Like literally, I think three months ago, I was giving a talk here in Singapore, National University of Singapore. There was a group of MBA students and I was giving them a talk about marketing and such. And they, they were all in the process of launching their kind of online business. And I asked them, can you raise your hands? Like uh, how many of you are doing SEO? not a single hand in the group of like 30 people or something and i was like what why 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 aren't you guys using it so it's kind of a free way to get like super uh, targeted traffic to your website and the answer was like so is too technical i was like what so like is not tech yeah if you're doing so for ebay amazon or like large e-commerce sure. websites it's it's get it gets crazy technical you have to be super good at but if you're launching your own business like or a blog or like a simple like if it's a new website there is no technical seo for a new website you just have to figure out what people are searching for and build those pages to answer these searches so what i would offer anyone who's starting their SaaS business is to figure out what kind of things people are searching for around the the product uh, that they're building around the problem that their product is solving and then what here at HFs, and this is something I taught within my course, we have a business score. So whenever we have a topic that we know that gets uh, search traffic from Google and we want to write an article about it, we assign it a score anywhere from zero to three, where three means that your tool is absolutely irreplaceable for solving that problem. There's literally no other thing that would be better. Mm-hmm. And zero, there's no single chance to even mention your product within the context of that article. And we only write articles with a business score of two or three. So it means that the product should be either irreplaceable or two means the product is super valuable. You kind of can solve your issue without a product, but if you use it, it would be awesome. So don't just like pick any any topics that are uh, kind of relevant to your business, to what you do. Pick the topics where you can specifically plug your tool, plug your service and show people that your service is the best thing they could do to, to solve their problem. So this is the first thing and start as early as possible because it is true that SEO takes time. It is true that it takes time to build up. It takes it, it takes time to uh, for Google to start loving your website and sending you traffic. And the second thing is start reaching out to people who already have audience within your niche. So like a super simple example, and this is something I suggested to those uh, MBA students who said that SEO takes time and blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, so whenever you Google for any problem related to your business, there should be at least 10 search results ranking at the top of Google already. So why don't you reach out to these websites? Why don't you reach out to these people and see if you will be able to get your product or service onto these pages sometimes they will they will ask like can you give me affiliate link and only that only then i would mention you well probably you should start affiliate program if you want to do it this way some of them are simply thought leaders so if you show them something really cool they would be open to adding that on their website and promoting it because it positions them uh, as an influencer so yeah try to find all those while you haven't built your own uh, seo traffic for for relevant things already 
try to go to those people who have the traffic already, who are already ranking for all those things that you want to rank for, unless they are your direct competitors. But there are like tons of review websites, there are tons of bloggers, etc, etc. Show them your tool and in early days, give them your tool for free, but not for life. Give them your tool for free for like six months or whatever. Try to get them use it. Try to persuade them that your tool is awesome. See what kind of uh, arguments they will have. Uh, see if they they will ask you to do something about it. And if you if you like follow their advice and if you improve your tool according to what they say, they are actually now invested and they have some I don't know. Uh, it's kind of ego bait because you did what what they told you to, and now if you get back to them and say, okay, I have cr created this feature, I have implemented your advice they will talk about it because someone is creating a product based on their input. So yeah, just talk to everyone in your space who has an audience, who has traffic and try to get them uh, as your kind of uh, ambassadors. ambassadors. Yeah. Yeah. Tip, two questions yeah. for you. One, if you were to just, you know, off the cuff, uh, making an assumption, what what percentage would you attribute signups to the Ahrefs blog versus Ahrefs word of mouth? And obviously you can't measure word of mouth. Great question. Um, I don't know. I, 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 my, my Wait, would you say one it skews hard in one direction or the other? Uh, I, I actually think that uh, as I explained, our blog helps to drive word of mouth because we actually teach people how to use our software and then when the, once they go to have beers with their friends or co-workers they will say okay i've read this article from hrefs it shows that you can use for example link intersect tools and you can find everyone who links to your competitors but not you bam so you're saying that even the the word of mouth essentially begins is seeded from the blog exactly so the blog is is the core beginning uh i and, wouldn't and say necessarily a blog but educating people because we also have YouTube right. channel, we also like do tweets, we also have Facebook community. So making sure that your audience, the audience of your customers, they know how to use your tool, they know the value of your tool. Because once I was going to conferences, one thing that I was struggling to figure out, I was always asking like, whenever we, we had some feature, I was talking to our customers and I would say, are you using this feature? They would say, no, I didn't know that you have it. And I would ask <laughs> the next question. How do you think, what do you think is the best way for me to educate you, to reach you and explain you that we have this feature. Should I do a webinar? Do you follow us on Twitter? Do you read our blog? Do you open our emails? And like all of them basically... Everyone said webinar, No, no, right? no, no, no. Everyone said, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, I like, I don't read your blog unless like I find it in Google or like I see someone else mention it. So I figured mm. that there's absolutely no way to educate your customers on your software which means that you should use every possibility to educate your customers mm. to use your software you should use tweets you should use community you should use facebook everything every way you can reach your customers you should use it yeah so when when i use ahrefs and, and i'm doing keyword research the volume numbers become intoxicating, <laughs> especially coupled with like low difficulty numbers. So if I see someone with like a difficulty of one and it's like 40,000 volume, like I'm not going to sleep until that is like accomplished. Yeah, like how do I start a whole website around that? <laughs> right, and, and Matt knows I essentially, I've been doing that more frequently than I like to admit. However, having chased that for quite a bit of time, 
I I have personally found perhaps a lot of emptiness in large volume keywords. Mm. And I don't mean to like lead the question, but I'm curious what are the specifications for a keyword or a search that would make you interested to create something? Does it need to have a minimum volume? Does it need to have deeper context towards action? No competition? Like, how do you like I, I found a really valuable weighing, you know, zero to three in terms of like if they will use the tool. I want more filters. <laughs> uh, OK, amazing question. And uh, I could talk about keyword research all day. So let me start from saying that general keywords, uh, even though they have huge search volume, they don't necessarily bring you traffic. A great example that I usually plug uh, in that situation is Donald Trump age. If you uh, test the Donald Trump age keyword in Hrefs or pretty much any other keyword research tool, you, you can see that the search volume is huge. A ton of people are Googling for Donald Trump age. They want to know his age. But here at Hrefs... And when he's going to die. <laughs> exactly. It's like, how many years we got left? <laughs> yeah, uh, but here at Hrefs, we don't only show you the search volume. We actually show you if people click on the search results. Because in case of Google Trump age, they display you what they call knowledge panel uh, or whatever. So there's an instant answer. You don't have to click anything to see Google Trump's age. So Google has a lot of so-called SERP features that help you get answer to a question before you click anywhere, which kind of eats away this that search volume. So these days I don't really like look at the search volume of a keyword that much as much as i within keywords explorer you can scroll down and you can see uh this serp we pull the top 10 ranking pages for your keyword and for each page we show you a ton of metrics and one of the metrics that we show you is the actual search traffic that the page gets because a page other than not getting traffic from whenever people uh don't click on anything a page also ranks for thousands of keywords not for just one there are like numerous numerous ways to search for exactly the same thing and google will rank the same page for uh, all those different searches so whenever i put any keyword and these days i don't even try to find uh whenever i'm doing keyword research i'm, I'm not even trying to find the perfect like the most popular keyword i just phrase the keyword in my own way for example i would phrase it as how do i appear on as much podcasts as i can so if i type this into hrefs keywords explorer and hit search uh, it will show me search volume of zero because like not not a lot of people search for such a long like a specific thing. But if I scroll down to the top pages, it will show me the top pages for my search query and it will show me how much traffic these search pages are getting. So this is the first thing. I try to see how much search traffic the pages are, are getting other than looking at the search volume of an individual keyword because a page will rank for a ton of related keywords. So this is the first mm. thing that we always look at. And another thing and i'm going to publish uh, a small research study about it is that the top ranking page for a given keyword is not always the page that gets more traffic so if you look at the traffic numbers of top 10 ranking pages quite often pages number two number three number four will get will get more traffic than page number number one or number two because the amount of traffic that the page gets it doesn't only depend uh, on where that page ranks for a specific keyword it it depends on how many uh, like relevant keywords that page is covering. 
so yeah we we don't like we don't tie ourselves to a single keyword and the search volume of a single keyword we research the actual top ranking pages and from there the answer to your question like when you said the general keywords and it's harder to convert i would open the pages that the rank on top of google uh and read them because if a page ranks at the top of google it means that Google has figured out has figured out that people like that page. There has been a lot of debate about the, the so-called behavioral factors. If Google can figure out that people stick on your page, or if they go back to search results and click someone else, something else, or they refine their search to find even better search results, blah blah blah. Anyway, I do believe that Google can track if users like your page or not. So if the page is ranking number one for your keyword, it means they like it. So if I if I want to go after some keyword and they open the page and they see that the the angle from which uh, these guys are covering the topic is not something where I can plug my software and sell it, I wouldn't go for that keyword. But if I see that the angle from which the guys are covering the topic while ranking number one, which means the people, this is the angle that people like, I will go for it. A great example of, of that is something that happened to our uh, backlink checker landing page. So because Ahrefs has backlink data, we wanted to rank for the search backlink checker and like anything related to backlink checker, like backlink checker free, backlink checker tool, free backlink checker, blah, blah, blah. There are like tons of searches. We had yeah. a simple landing page where we explained that we have a backlink checker, we have a lot of data, we are the second best crawler after Google and all that stuff. So, but that landing page, it was ranking like at position number eight. So when I checked the top ranking search results, I figured out that the top like three or four top ranking pages were free tools. So when people were searching for backlink checker, they didn't want to read a landing Sales page. page. They, yeah. they, they wanted to start using a tool and the tool better be free. So what we did instead of that landing page, well, actually we didn't change anything about that landing page. So the copy stayed exactly the same. We didn't change headlines. We didn't change uh, screenshots, nothing. But we introduced uh, that little search, uh, search bar and uh, enter button so that people would actually start using free version of our backlink checker bam we're number one and like no one can displace us S no shit. yeah so all, everything we did we changed the kind of the purpose of the page uh and people were intent. started to in yeah. yeah intent people started to stick so on give it, given that experience you are a believer in behavioral exactly actions affecting sure. google search again i have to also say that i believe that it happens when google has enough data because if the keyword is like largely unpopular if there are only like i don't know 20 searches for that keyword and the top ranking pages in total get like 200 visits i don't think that google has enough data to make uh, a, a strong decision if people like it or not but for more popular keywords if you're talking about pages that get I would say the threshold starts from, I don't know, 2,000 maybe uh, visits per month from Google. I think they start to get enough data to understand which pages are better and which are worth. Uh, and this is where you have to optimize towards search intent. I, I have one final question, if you don't, unless, unless Andrew has anything else. But <laughs> I, and this may be an unfair question. Okay. Um, what if Google didn't exist? How would you market Ahrefs? which I know doesn't make sense because Ahrefs kind of uses a lot of Google within the tool <laughs> itself. Um, but I, but maybe not Ahrefs specifically, but any SaaS company, if you, if you didn't have Google as a company in the world, what do you think your next best um, strategy would be? Oh shit, I have no idea. 
I have no idea because <laughs> essentially, like if you think about it, all the traffic that exists online, it mostly comes from Google. So uh, when people yeah. talk about referral traffic, well, yeah, some website referred traffic to you, but where did that website get its traffic in the first place? So someone right. had to discover that website. So essentially, all traffic starts from Google. Even like if you right now you 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 go to YouTube. Uh, a lot. So from YouTube, you can go to other websites. So YouTube is sending. Uh, but again, you have to discover YouTube first. So you might be doing some Google searches. You land on a video and from video, you land then. Sure. So it's and also Google owns YouTube. So that's not even can even <laughs> use YouTube. Yeah, but uh, I don't really know how I would market Ahrefs otherwise if Google wouldn't exist. So I don't have an answer to that question. Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing I can think of is um, maybe like somehow word of mouth, like starting with a few people, like literally cold outreach, right? Or a social media tool like Twitter or something, get some people onto a list and then using that list to sort of like keep building up more and more by like asking them to do things and, sh and spread the word. I, that's the only thing I could think of really. <laughs> yeah, that's that's nice strategy. But, but to find those first Slow. people, you have to use something like Google, right? <laughs> or tw I mean, you could use social network like Twitter or something. Ah, okay, yeah, okay, okay, I, yeah, yeah. That's something, makes sense. some sort of yeah. or literal cold outreach. Like I'm literally like, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's a hard question. <laughs> it's like, but it's an interesting one because it's like, oh, it basically says what's the next best thing. Yeah, you know, it's like do this and if you had to pick one other marketing channel, what would it be if Google didn't exist? Yeah. And it's like, because a lot of people would say, oh, well, I would pick YouTube. I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, because it's search based. Yeah. But what if, yeah. if searching is not an issue or not a thing you could do? No, I think search but, is amazing. Search is an amazing tool. And if you're not uh, using search to get customers to your business, you're like missing out big time, big, big time. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you, you think we missed that you want to say about just how you guys are doing marketing differently or how you think about marketing differently online specifically? Uh, I, I can't think of something you've missed. Uh, I think we can talk about different like marketing tactics and strategies for hours and hours and hours. Uh, yeah, the, and yeah. here at HRS, we have quite some experience because, because we tried a lot of different things and uh, quite often we didn't get the results that other people kind of say you should get. Uh, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and I hope uh, that uh, the listeners have have been with us for such a while <laughs> and they, yeah. they got enough value from it. There's something to say about using your own tool to grow your tool. <laughs> right. Um, that That's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah. Uh, I also want to thank Ryan Kangle for sending in my new middle name. This is actually from someone else. How many ways can you say Ahrefs? <laughs> and I think there's three ways. It's Ahrefs, Ahrefs, as Andrew likes to say. <laughs> and and uh, what was the other one that you um, you had mentioned another way too? No, that, that, there's a lot. Ahrefs, 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 Ahrefs. Like they're <laughs> the, from from different countries in Russia. They say Ahrefs. So yeah, it's like tons of pronunciations. So this is normal. Uh, yeah, you're used to totally, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so Tim, thank you again. I want to thank Tim for being on the show. Of course, I want to thank Andrew, my man Andrew, for joining me on this and every episode of Money Lab. 
Head over to moneylab.co to read more about our business experiments and challenges and go to ahrefs.com. A-H-R-E-F-S.com. Andrew and I both use it. Um, this is not a paid promotion. I just really do. My businesses would be a sunk ship. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Don't so. go to hrefs.com. That's, that's actually a bad advice. You should, you should search on YouTube for hrefs and see how to use it first. Boom. Mm. Boom. <laughs> that's the first time. That's the first time anyone's plugged not their actual own website. Yeah, like I don't think that people will sign up uh, just because like they they've heard of Hrefs on on the podcast. They should go to YouTube and see like the use cases or like uh, go mm. to our blog and read some of our articles to see how to use it and then they will be motivated to try it out. And that's how you do marketing differently. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What a way. What a way. <laughs> Email Matt at MoneyLab co with topics that you'd like us to discuss on future episodes of the show and please send me a new middle name suggestion if you like this show please subscribe on apple Podcasts, overcast pocket cast player fm google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, spotify or wherever you normally listen to podcasts and when you do please leave a review uh okay that's it thanks for listening bye-bye <laughs> Please tell your friends about this show. <laughs>